You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. Hey, I'm Dan Savage, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you've managed to successfully download yet another Savage Love Podcast, the out loud version of my weekly sex advice column, which you downloaded at www.thestranger.com slash savage. The number here, if you want to record a question for a future podcast, 206-201-2720. Before we get to any of uh, this week's calls, however, we want to do a little update to a call we took last week. Last week, if you recall, we, we spoke with Ty who is a girl, uh, a teenager of legal age, living in a state that we probably won't mention, I don't remember if we mentioned it last week, uh, who wanted my help in uh, talking her boyfriend into agreeing uh, to be deflowered. Uh, her boyfriend apparently was covered in flowers. And she needed my help and my assistance in talking him into actually uh, losing their virginities together, because Ty was also a virgin, although a bit of an edgy virgin, a bit of a kinky virgin. And she wanted to take her boyfriend, Kent, to a hotel and deflower him, but he was resistant and she needed my intervention. But by the time I called her back, everything had resolved itself and Kent had consented to uh, losing his virginity to Ty and with Ty and at the same time as Ty. And I asked them, you know, they had plans, they were about to go do it, to call back and uh, let us know how it all went because I'm sure we'd all be on the edge of our seats wondering how Ty and Kent got off. And so they did. They called and they recorded this for all of you uh, nosy Parkers out there in the Savage Love podcast audience. Oh, hey, it's uh, Ty. I called a few weeks ago. Anyway, I know you wanted to talk to my boy, so I've got him here. And his fake name is Kent, so you can like put that on the air. She told me about you talking about, uh, she and you talked about mutual deflowerization. And uh, she also told me that's a very rare experience because people didn't get that. And it felt quite exhilarating. I saw... I've been doing a lot of sexual things except that pretty much ever since I've been sexually active. And I came across, the, she made me rethink a few things. Actually, it was very, very awesome. Yeah, she says that because she's good like that. And she is very good at a lot. And, um, well, she made me rethink. If I'm going to get wet, I might as well go swimming. So uh, it was the mutual deflowering was awesome. We tried a, a few things. I was on top for a little bit. She was on top for a little bit. She started on top first because um, I'd like to be submissive, and I'm not afraid to admit that. So, huh? Oh, and she tied me up. It was so awesome. Oh, she's standing at the corner of the room reminding me what to say. Um, she tied me up. It was so awesome. She dumped change all over me, which was so awesome because she didn't even know it, but I love the way metal feels against my skin. So it was like a fantasy come true that I didn't even have to tell her. But not particularly pennies and nickels and quarters, but metal in general. <laughs> but still, it was awesome. And uh, when I when I got up, I had coin marks all over my ass. It was funny. The whole experience was something I'll never forget. And it's definitely going to be not only just in my memories for the rest of my life, but uh, probably in my bedroom when I get lonely at night as well. So uh, she's giggling at me. I love that. Anyway, that was a very long-winded message. But um, I hope that I get to talk to you again. But I know you really wanted to hear from the boy. Um, and we, we tried some CBT, which was really fascinating. Yeah, there's people right there. Sorry. In my grandparents' house. Um, no, they're not, like, right there. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. And um, so, yeah, we tried some CBT, and we had a mishap with the tying up. But I hope I get to talk to you about that. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. Like, 
ties, bad idea. Yeah, flex ties are a bad idea. Anyway, so I'll talk to you soon, and take care. Bye. Aren't they adorable? And what does it say about the country and the state of the world that uh, teenagers in small southern states and their grandparents' house or rented hotel rooms are engaging in BDSM and CBT and apparently a brand new fetish that I've never heard of, change. The dump change on me fetish or the feel of metal against my skin fetish. Wait till that kid gets a load of shackles. But the change fetish. And boy, oh boy, Kent, if you, th- if you like American dimes, nickels, pennies, and quarters... Wait till uh, Ty gets back from the UK with her pockets full of pound coins and 50p coins, which uh, make American change look like wimpy, skinny, weightless little nothings. And boy, you're good. that's going to give you a thrill. Uh, also, uh, everyone should take away from their call and from their personal experience that flex ties are always and everywhere a bad idea. Uh, particularly, I think they're a bad idea in a CBT situation. No flex ties around uh, a boy's junk that can be scarring all right let's get to the calls my question is this um i have a friend she's a very sweet person but i have a feeling that i think it's her parents well her mother i should say has gotten her pretty well damaged in the mind department about with her self-esteem because she seems to be willing to be just accept so much nothing from people just to have some sort of love or even just connection with other people. And um, I've been trying, it's frustrating for me, to help her understand the power of being a female. See, she's she, she has a problem. She can't fully enjoy sex because she's got a cervical issue. It's not just like she's frigid, she's not frigid or anything. She just can't have sex without it causing pain to her physical pain. Yet she's willing to sleep with people after knowing them or dating them once. And I, what advice can I possibly, or what can I say if you can think of anything that I, you know, haven't to her to express how insane it is for her to to damage her body? Um, she's having surgery on this in a month. Um, but damage her body further, hurt herself, harm herself. This is a person that can't have can't use tampons, and she's having sex with people that she doesn't care about, that doesn't she doesn't love, and allowing them to cause her physical pain. She did meet a very nice person. He's still a friend of hers, and she slept with him, and he felt horrible afterward because she cried through most of it. I I mean I expressed to her on my side that if I was a decent person, or as I am, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I could ever speak to her again. So I just wanted to ask that, and um, thank you. Bye-bye. Listening to your call, listening to you discuss your friend's problem, it really sounds like you regard it as your problem. You sound way too wrapped up in your friend's emotional drama and her physical drama and her drama with her, the guy she let fuck her, and she cried the whole time, and now he's scarred by it. You sound like you're on the verge of tears. And it makes me concerned, actually, for you. Uh, so I'm going to give you a call and talk about Hey, Bree, how are you, you doing? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? Good. Uh, I wanted to call and talk to you because I'm worried uh, less, you know, worried for your friend. Her problem sounds dire. Worried for you. You sound really uh, wrapped up in her issues and her cervix and her... This weepy ex-boyfriend and like why why this is so personal for you why are you so in 
sort of vested in this. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not as much as it seems. It's just that... It sounded like you were going to cry the whole time you were recording. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I may have just been extremely excited at the idea of talking to you. But, no, it's... Moreover, it's just... I'm, I'm dealing with this person every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing her do self-destruct, and it's like... She's my coworker, but she's also my friend. So this is every day. I get I get sort of inundated with all of this every day, and then it's like to the point where it's like I don't want to go. I don't care. Just shut up. And That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. You need to say, you know what? Shut up. You know how I feel. You know that I think what you're doing is wrong and stupid, and that you're hurting yourself. And you know you're actually being dragged into her low self-esteem drama. Yeah. She's making you play a role in it as a witness. Yeah. And. That's- you're, and it doesn't help her for you to be a witness. And it's actually kind of manipulative, and it's a way of her taking out her own like self-abuse issues and self-esteem issues and anger at her mother and whatever, and not just in, directing it inward and punishing herself. She's also punishing you yeah. and hurting you. Yeah. And you need to disengage. You need to say, you know what? Stop letting guys fuck you. Go get the goddamn surgery. Knock it off. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know how I feel. And it upsets me to hear you talk about it, so shut up. Okay. That's what you need to do, because you are way too involved emotionally, and you are being hurt by what you're being forced to witness. Yeah, that's and uh, as I said, she's a really sweet person, but it's like to the point where I'm... You need to turn a blind eye, because in a way you become complicit and you become a participant in her self-abuse. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. one of the reasons she may be keeping it up is because she's got an audience. Yeah. You know, and it's, you it, know, it's sometimes, like... people, sometimes people who've been like hurt by their families, punish themselves in front of other people in a way to, like, spread the pain around, to make other people hurt by what they're forced to watch. Yeah. It all makes extremely absolute sense because, you know, it is. It feels like the more I talk to her about it, the more it's like, oh, and yesterday I decided to, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, after 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 what I talked to you about the day before. Well, but you know. the, what's she getting from you? She's getting attention. She's getting sounds like a little bit of mother love. She's getting you dropping everything and coming running for her latest sob story and her latest self, you know, tale of horrific self abuse. She's getting what she wants, which is attention and you know concern. But she's getting it in a really manipulative, dishonest way that's causing you pain. Yeah. And you need to cut her off. So just. Shut up and leave me alone. If yeah, you're going to do it, just do it. Otherwise, I'm not interested anymore. I'm, you know, it's just like somebody who's a drunk who's drinking themselves to death and thinks that that's really interesting that they're, uh, you know, an obliteration drunk and they're drinking themselves to death and wants to hash it over and over and over with you. And you're like, you know what? Go, go fucking drink yourself to death already. Shut up about it. You know, and if she wants to get fucked to death and punish herself that way, you know, you can say after a while, you know, I've said my piece. I've heard you out. I care about you. I've proved it enough. I'm done. Hello, Dan. This is Denise. Um, I'm a straight 38 female, and uh, I just had a question for your female listeners. I was just wondering if they're aware of the fact that men who accidentally explore, enter, or probe them anally uh, by their boyfriends and husbands or whatever are aware of the fact that they do it on purpose a lot of the time. And how, like, a percentage maybe of how many it's happened to. So you just wanted to throw that out there for female listeners. How many uh, men penetrate them anally and then pretend it was an accident? You suspect that it's not really an accident. Um, 
I would have to second you on that. I've penetrated uh, tons of people anally in my short life, and I've. It's not that easy to do in one big accidental thrust. Who knows? Maybe if you're slamming away back there for a while, you could pull too far out and end up pushing in uh, somewhere else. But I, I haven't had a lot of sex with uh, women, so I don't know about maneuvering around the two holes in that area and people folded in half and all that stuff uh, issues. But, you know, if there are guys or girls out there who heard your question and want to call in with an observation about accidental anal penetration during uh you know, vaginal intercourse, feel free to uh, give us a buzz. The number again, if you've been accidentally anally penetrated or if you've accidentally penetrated anally anyone, 206-201-2720. Let's go to the next call. Hey, Dan. I'm a 39-year-old married straight lady, and I would like to enjoy anal sex with my husband, but I'm wondering if it's possible for somebody to become a permanent um, tight ass. We had anal sex a couple of times while we were courting when we were still young and free and I liked it a lot and it worked just fine um, but since then I don't know like our combined responsibilities and stress and then there was one traumatic experience where he accidentally penetrated my ass one time while we were fucking and it was really painful and now I have fear so um I still like butt play. I like mouth. I'm good with fingers, lots of talking, you know, like this is okay, this is okay, this is okay. But I'm wondering if uh, that if the door is permanently closed for um, actual anal penetration by penis. Is your butt permanently closed? Well, that depends. Clearly that accidental anal penetration, hey, it apparently happened to somebody accidentally. Unless your husband's a lying piece of shit and you're sadly deluded about how that accidental anal penetration went down. Maybe it wasn't an accident, according to the previous caller. But it sounds like it was an accident. It sounds like he genuinely feel bad, feels bad. It sounds like you genuinely regard it as some sort of accidental uh, thrust incident. Um, you know, if you've already you know, brought your butt back up to enjoying mouths and fingers and toys... I would say that you should be able to get back to enjoying dick. Clearly, there's a big psychological block. You know, if fingers are going in, if you're being penetrated for pleasure anally, uh, you should be able to get back to dick. Uh, I could see sort of some, you know, subconscious reptile brain resentment of his dick for the pain that it caused you that one time. And clearly, uh, if you're going to get back to dick, and it sounds like you are self-motivated and want to get back to dick, regardless of what your husband wants, and get back to dick in your ass you're going to have to sort of take control of it. Um, you know, you were saying, you know, there's a lot of questions. Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? I think if you are going to get back to anal penetration, he needs to lie down and be very still and say nothing and ask nothing and move not at all. And you need to be in charge of his dick and your butt and whether it goes in or how far it goes in. A good sort of transitional work past the fear sex uh, play option or even sex option like he can come while you do this is for him to engage in frotage or you to engage in frotage with his butt or you just get it all greasy back there with a lot of lube and then he slides his dick back and forth not back and forth in and out not pointing toward uranus or uranus, up and down gliding it the length of it across your rectum and that will you know feel good if 
you have a wired rectum and it sounds like you do, that'll feel good and you'll get some pleasure from that. You should masturbate while he does it. And gradually, if you make that the kind of butt sex that you engage in right now for as long as it takes, if you make that what you do, you can work back up to minor penetration, to a little penetration, and you should be in charge of it. You should be the one that takes his dick and moves it from the rolling back and or pushing back and forth across your anus to pointing at it and into it. You should be in charge. And that's the only way you'll get back up there. You can get back to it. You can get back to the joy and the pleasure of it if you take my advice. Because, you know, when everyone takes my advice, everything works out hey, just Dan, fucking up? fine. Um, my boyfriend and I are typically very versatile couple. We are very equal as it comes to top and bottom. Um, whenever I'm at top, I come very easily, not very quickly, but um, a lot more easily than when I am a bottom. When I'm a bottom, very, I, I would say rarely, but maybe once or twice a month, and we have sex about maybe three, four times a week. So maybe three times a month, I will come when I'm a bottom. I find it very hard to come when I'm a bottom. Even when he is jerking me off, I find it hard, whereas when I am by myself, I come very easily, actually, within within 10 minutes easily. So you can't come or you can't come easily when your boyfriend fucks you or when your boyfriend jerks you off. Right. And you, you know, how old are you? I'm 27. You're 27. And how yeah. long have you been with this guy? Uh, about... Almost seven years. Okay, and when you say you can't come when he fucks you, is it that he, you, you don't come while you masturbate as he fucks you, or is he masturbating you while he fucks you? Um, usually he is. That's your mistake. Really? Yeah, you should probably do that with your own hand. Oh. You know, most most people, <laughs> you know, everyone talks about the reach around. Um, uh, yeah. And talks about it, I think, a little too much. It's been my experience and uh, my, my a lot of my research is that most people who get fucked, masturbate as they're being fucked, or jerk themselves off while they're being fucked. Right. You know, the person doing the fucking needs to concentrate on his rhythm, his pace, and, you know, pacing his orgasm. That's true, that's true. And it's kind of hard to do that fucking motion while also doing sort of an opposite motion with your right hand. Oh. See, this is so funny that you're telling me this, because it seems so common knowledge and so simple. Yeah, it's something I never thought about. Yeah, you should beat off while he fucks you. You know, there are times that you're going to want, you know, to have a no, look ma, no hands orgasm. But that's <laughs> yeah. not one of them. Okay. You know, and you should be able to work up to him giving you hand jobs that work for you. They're always going to take a little longer than the hand jobs you give yourself. Right. Because, you yeah. know, your hand on your dick is going right to your brain and, and back, and the messages are zipping back and forth, and your brain is telling your hand exactly what to do, exactly how to ride, ride the waves of, uh -huh. of stimulation and pleasure and intensity and, you know, getting close to the edge. He can't do that. He can't, you know, he's not in your brain. You have to give him physical cues. You have to talk to him as he jerks you off about what feels good, where you're at, are you getting close. You right, guys need to right. talk more. I guess I guess what my problem was, even when I'm alone masturbating, it takes me a long time myself. Well, that's some you know some people think it's a better thing to take a little while than it is to take no time. You, right. know, you could have I the problem of like, coming the minute you touch yourself or the minute he touches you, which would be worse. Right, right. But it's almost like obnoxious. Like, okay, you know what? I'm over it now. You know why isn't this happening? So sometimes when we're having sex, and there have been times I, I shouldn't say that I don't do it myself when we are having sex, but there have been the times when, you know, there have been times when he jerks me off when we're having sex or I am doing it, and it just takes so long. To so the point where it's like, you know what, I don't even, 
I'm over it. You know, if you came great, I'm not going to. You know, and that's cool. Okay. You know, sometimes we can't run from our problems. We just have to kind of embrace them and yeah, say, you know, know. It was, you know, uh, a different type of problem. Well, and say, this is how my genitals work. And, you know, sometimes I get, like, really turned on and I really enjoy it, but I don't necessarily, like, shoot sperm everywhere. <laughs> but I still had a really great time, and let's roll over and go to sleep. Okay. And I'll come okay. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wake up hungry because I'm going to stick my dick in your mouth. You can, you can roll with what your body is asking of you. Okay, okay. You know, we, we often, like, we want to regard everything as a problem that can be solved. And sometimes when it comes to our bodies, there's just, our bodies work in certain ways, and we have right. to accept that. Right, okay, okay. So That's you need simple. to beat yourself off while he fucks you, and it doesn't sound like you have a problem when you fuck him. And no, it sounds like no. sometimes when you have sex, you don't, you know, you enjoy the fuck out of it, but you don't come. You don't have an orgasm. Well, great. Well, maybe I'll try. So I don't know why you called me in the first place. You actually don't have any problems. Well, see, I always thought it was a problem. I mean, if uh, in my eyes, if you can't come and you're a guy, then that's a problem. When I'm listening to your podcast and having female friends are like, oh, I've, you know, I have maybe, I've had two orgasms in my whole life. So I kind of associate that with myself as, you know, guys should be able to look at linoleum and have an orgasm. Right, yeah, and that is put on guys, and that pressure can be deadly. And I bet if you stop putting that pressure on yourself, you may find you orgasm more often and more easily in these circumstances where typically now you don't. Right. Because you won't be watching your dick going, oh, my God, I hope it doesn't not work. And that's, and that's exactly what happens. And you shouldn't do that. That kind of stress is bad for you. But, you know, you can't do a double backflip, you know, psych yourself out. You know, I'm not going to stress about it when you are secretly still stressing about it, thinking, well, if I pretend I'm not stressing about it, then it'll happen. That's just another form of stress. You really just have to give yourself permission not to come sometimes. And, you know, there are lots of women who are, you know, not orgasmic or it takes them a long time to figure out how to get themselves off. Guys don't necessarily have that problem. But what we, what we guys need to borrow from women is, you know, sometimes you can totally enjoy sex, be a totally sensuous experience, but, it, you know, you don't have to fucking grab the brass ring every goddamn time. You don't need that pressure on yourself. That could put the zap on your head. Right, right. And it gives you performance anxiety. Yes, it does. And that becomes a self-defeating prophecy. Okay. Where you, like, go into the act with these expectations and worries that it's not going to work out, and then, hey, it doesn't work out. Okay. You, know, okay. you need to go into it with, I'm going to enjoy myself, and, you know, 90% of the time, 8% of the time, I'm going to, you know, come all over the place. And 10% of the time, 20% of the time, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it, and I'm not going to come. Or I'll come tomorrow, or I'll come an hour right. or two later. Right, okay. And just be chill about it. Okay, great. And, you know, if you were listening to that message thinking I was drunk, I totally was. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear, because sometimes I'm totally drunk when I record these answers, so oh, it's only yeah, fair right. that some people should call in with questions when they're smashed, too. Well, you're very well-spoken for a drunk. Oh, well, thank you very much, and okay. thank you very much for your advice. Sure thing. Talk to you later. And bye-bye. Bye. We're going to end this uh, week's podcast with a letter. Someone sent me a letter about the podcast at the Savage Love mail account, which is mail at savagelove.net. And the letter begins, about assholeness, because I confessed last week or the week before that I am sometimes a real asshole to people who write me. The person says, what happens when people become afraid to call you with legitimate issues because they aren't sure whether or not you're going to mock them? My feeling is that I get way more mail than I could ever possibly respond to. And if some people hesitate to send me mail because they're too chicken shit to risk being made a little bit of fun of, well, then I don't need their mail. I got plenty of other mail and it's actually a good way of Thinning the herd, thinning the herd of email that storms into my computer every goddamn day. You know, if you can't take it, don't 
fucking send me a letter. You know, it's just a joke. It's just fun. You know, I like to think of the column and now the podcast as a conversation I'm having with my friends in a bar about sex. And when you go to your friends for advice about sex, and I hope I'm not repeating myself. I've been this last week. When you go to you know your friends and you buy them beer and you say, oh, my God, we got this problem, and you lay it out, what's the first thing your friends do before they give you any advice? The very first thing they do is they make fun of your ass. They mock you. They tease you. They have a joke at your expense. Then they give you a little bit of advice. So even when I'm mocking people, even when I'm being a total asshole, I'm just treating them like I would treat my dearest friends. Because really, that's what we're about here at Savage Love. Love and friendship. And we'll be back with more love and friendship for y'all next week. And uh, again, if you have a story of accidental anal penetration, give us a buzz. We'd love to hear about it. 206-201-2720. You can download the podcast every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. And uh, we'll be talking with more people about their sex problems and making fun of some of them because they're assholes next week here on the podcast. <laughs>